0: This is Create the Next from Pro CFO Partners, where every week we explore strategies and ideas for financial management and growth to help today's businesses put their financial picture in context.
1: Welcome back to Create the Next. I'm Chris Bintliff, and I'm really excited to be back with my friend Tom McNiff. And Tom, we're talking a little bit today, I think, about um, becoming a pro CFO and For everybody, that's going to be an interesting story. And, and for everybody that's going to have lots of career paths, or I'd started here and I went there and I spent time there, but yours is especially interesting, I think. Um, so let's, let's start with just a little bit about how you came into financial leadership, just not even pro CFO, but how did, how did becoming a CFO start out for you? What was, what was that process like?
2: Well, I mean like everybody most other people you want to you want to move up to to leadership and what I had always tried to do was have increasingly difficult roles with more responsibility. <laughs> and I as I went along my career, I was fortunate enough to to find companies that brought me in that I would always be learning something new and my staffs would get bigger and bigger. Um I had actually worked for up uh, period at a time at the cosmetic company Estee Lauder. And uh, I, I was the controller for one of their brands in Canada, um, which was a, a really good role and a stepping stone going forward until ultimately I ended up in um, the music industry being the head of finance.
1: Now, that's a fascinating kind of angle. And I, I, I want to explore a little bit. How did you go from... Was that kind of your last position, was was uh, in this cosmetics company moving into uh, the recording industry, which is a whole – the music industry is a whole thing. That's a whole enchilada that's different than anywhere else. So how did you make that transition, or how did that – I don't know, how did that become for you, and what was that – I don't know, was there a little bit of uh, – uh, jumping in cold water, did you find yourself suddenly dealing with new and different and and interesting aspects that are completely sort of isolated to this, or did you find oh no, everything I've been doing has led me up to this? I've got the skill sets. No,
2: yeah, no, that. I I think that's more what it was. Um, you know, I would I, like I said, Estee Lauder in New York has a big presence, and I was fortunate enough to get into the company, and uh, uh, you know, you, you, I just saw what how business should be done correctly. Mm -hmm. And I was able to take those skills going forward. But my goal, my ultimate goal was to get into the music industry. I had wanted to do that since I was very young and it's hard. It's a really hard industry to get into. It's small. Um, It's only really in three cities in the whole U S you can't just move to Chicago and get a a music industry job. At least back when I was looking, it's New York and uh, LA and uh, Nashville and that's it. And Everything that I think that I did up to that point made me stronger to get the job, and once in, I, I loved it. I was in music for ten years, and um, it was a wonderful experience.
1: What was that um, what was it like for you when you finally like reached that destination, that goal? Like, hey, I'm finally here. Did you, uh, was it just kind of like firing on all cylinders or did you take a minute to reset or, and I know that you were with a small label to start is I think, I I believe that's accurate. Did you find yourself really looking again for those difficult uh, responsibilities and to do more and more? What was that like?
2: Yeah. I mean, in that company, I ended up overseeing it and I have a, I'm a CPA with an accounting degree and then I was (laughs) given it, but, um, you you know I didn't mind. I, I I found it was really weird because I I just found the work came to me easier than other jobs I'd been into. Been in, you go into a job, you start it. It takes it takes you know three to six months to eight months to really learn the job, depending on the complexity. And uh, music, while it's it's like you said, it's very different uh, with the royalty accounting that you have to maintain. Um, just you know, the day-to-day craziness of working in a record, at a record label. And um, I just found it came easy. It, it was just, for me, it was easy. I just really enjoyed it.
1: Did you find, uh, what were, what were some of the aspects of of moving into a really creative industry where I, I imagine the human element is a little bit more at play? Um, you're dealing with, artists and you're dealing with artists' management, you're dealing with different temperaments and different creative energies and different uh, the ins and outs and, and the inflows and outflows of a record label are really dependent on that kind of energy. What was that like? What was yeah, it was was different. That new or different or what?
2: No, it was totally different. I mean, the personalities were completely different from everywhere else. Um, I had worked in manufacturing also for a period of time, completely different. You know, you have people attached to that industry of all walks of life. When I say that industry, I mean the music industry. All walks of life um, with their own agendas. And it was just the the people were different, just completely different, extremely dynamic. Um, I remember pulling together a budget and reviewing budgets with some of the people in different departments and, you know, some of the creative people. They would just glaze over. They they really you know, they just don't. I always used to say to people that, you know, creative people see things in colors and finance people see things black and white. You know, it, it, you got to reconcile to a number, you know, but creative people think way out of the box. And I always thought that was I always admired that.
1: Was that part of what drew you to it? Is that part of what you All those years of aspiring to get into it, what was it that really kind of made you really want to pursue that?
2: I just, from a very, I mean, this goes back to when I was four years old and I got my first little record player and
1: music, listening to records. And
2: I just had Meet the Beatles. My first record was Meet the Beatles at a young age. Yeah. And that was it. Now I'm trying to play. I think we talked about this last time. I'm trying to learn how to play piano. It ain't easy. (laughs) <laughs> I,
1: feel like get, you, I feel like you've got some ins If you get really good, maybe get a deal. Maybe get a record. Yeah,
2: yeah. I'll get a. I'll get some. uh I'll copyright some stuff and get it in there. Can you sing, Chris? I'll I'll give you music.
1: <laughs> I can. In fact, let's do it. Let's collaborate. We'll go offline and we'll figure this out.
2: Uh, that's all. Need you, a publisher. <laughs> did you
1: find um after a time? you mentioned you were there for 10 years. When did, when did things kind of uh, settle into a rhythm for you or did they ever uh, where there was some predictability, where there was some uh, comfort and where you were able to start to innovate on ideas rather than sort of figure out the baseline, or maybe I'm, maybe I have that picture wrong. Uh, Help me understand. No,
2: no, no, it it took, I mean, you know, the work came, the concepts came to me early um, but it took a couple of years before I was really comfortable and, you know, I had to do a lot of the forecasting and, budgeting and you know a lot of that's based on was based on release schedules you Mm. know one of the bigger bands was releasing an album in the fourth quarter which is when you wanted your big band to release a record for the holidays you know predicting the amount of units that were going to be sold and at the time this was a blend of uh, cd sales and then digital was just up and coming when i was there so there were different platforms that were starting to emerge Um, at first we had only itunes but then obviously that exploded into a lot of other avenues of revenue for the artists
0: create the next is brought to you by pro cfo partners who believe every business deserves to work with an expert cfo to guide its success pro cfo partners are expert financial officers networked across industries verticals specializations and situations Fulfilling the role of a part-time CFO with all-time commitment, Pro CFO Partners utilizes the innovative and exclusive FGC financial flywheel as a framework that creates momentum to drive your financial functions for sustainable success. Visit ProCFOPartners.com to explore how we can implement a systematic and scalable financial system to help you achieve your goal. ProCFOPartners.com.
1: Which is, I feel like, a really interesting um point to explore a little bit the entire business model the entire revenue model almost in the course of a handful of years was upended where you were no longer shipping things you were no longer uh, dealing with inventory you were suddenly dealing with digital and the uh, the royalties on streaming is very different than it was when you sold a, a thing what was that like to deal with because uh, not very many industries go through this like wholesale reinvention of what you've been doing to make money for its entire existence. It was Back when you were, you know, creating slates of, 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 of records. What was that like?
2: It was, um, very difficult to be honest, because quite frankly, we went from being a album driven sale. Somebody would buy a CD with 13 songs on it to digital singles. So the whole market it wasn't just us. It was everybody. Everybody took a massive hit and then digital started picking up. Um, but to be honest, that's what made me leave. I ended up leaving in 2010 for that reason. I saw this massive decline and I was at a point in my life where, um, I had kids heading to college and I needed to have a little, something a little more stable. And I ended up down on wall street working for a financial website. And, um, it was a hard transition. I got to be honest, because I had my whole life I had, I had ascribed to get to that point in in the industry, and I would I would still be there if it wasn't for that massive decline that I saw.
1: That's really interesting, and I bet I bet there was some adjustments in all kinds of ways. Your uh, both your sort of business sense of now moving back at the, Wall Street, maybe you're back into that, you know, finance, mode. black and white. You're not surrounded by as much of that dynamic, creative energy. Was that true? Completely- was that an
2: <laughs> adjustment? 100%. And I ended up moving around a lot because once you work a job that you love and, and now you're not there anymore, you're always looking back at that job like, oh, my God, I, that was a great job. I learned so much there and it was exciting. And, and to be honest, it eventually led me to where I am now being on my own as a member of Pro CFO Partners. I just decided I don't want to work for anybody anymore. And I want to do this on my own. And I was fortunate enough to pick up a couple of clients and I started doing it on my own. And then I discovered the company that I'm with. So I have their clients in conjunction with my own, but my own clients are starting to drop off. And now I'm getting to the point where it's all pro-CFO partner. partner
1: I couldn't have asked for a better segue. Let's talk a little bit about that. In your... Um, work with pro CFO partners and the different clients and the different relationships you have, what unique uh, perspective or skill sets are just second nature to you that you're bringing in because you spent this time in this industry, in this dynamic industry, but not only that, but you dreamed so long of getting there. I imagine you have a sensibility to the entrepreneur, to the founder, to the executive who has been working, working, working to get somewhere, you know what that's like. You didn't just sort of graduate grad school with an MFA or BA and you're off and running. You you have a sense of, or an MBA, you have a sense of, uh, of that struggle. Is that accurate? And how does that shape your, I don't know, your approach to the work you do?
2: Um, I think because I have a wide range of experience in terms of personalities that I've dealt with, That helps me tremendously. Dealing with these young companies and young entrepreneurs, some of the the CEOs and leadership of these companies I'm working with are brilliant, but they just don't have that financial background. And they know, they're smart enough to know that they have to have that element of their business watched over because you can get into trouble really quickly, 100%. So um, it's... The fact that I I feel that I've dealt with so many different personalities uh, on a broad spectrum, it's helping me tremendously now.
1: Yeah, it means you just have a rich tapestry of experiences. What, I don't know, what's your crystal ball look like? Uh, what do you want to, uh, where are you headed? With Pro CFO Partners, what are you hoping to do more and more of? Or what are you hoping to see more and more of? Or, or what skill sets are you sharpening more and more so that you're responding to some of the market dynamics or energies that you're surrounding yourself with now?
2: Um, presentation skills. I mean, you know, I had them coming in. I've, they've become much better because I'm constantly presenting financials to all these different executives and explaining variancing And um, you know that element. That element. I'm sorry, that element has pushed me pushed me forward and has helped me tremendously. And just overseeing and helping these companies. It's it's uh, it's not just the numbers. It's it's also mentoring. You know, I've gotten calls from some people, you know, late on a Friday—maybe not really late—but on a, in a on a Friday evening, and they they just—they're worried about the business and oh my God, what direction are we going to go? And I kind of have to talk them off the cliff. Let's execute the butt to plan, and we'll be okay. That kind of thing, just to be there for these guys, because I've seen a lot and I've been around a while. And I th- and I'm going to continue to do this. I don't really have any plans to retire because I do I, I enjoy this as much as I enjoyed working in music.
1: Oh that's fantastic and it's a tremendous testament to uh I don't know the 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 kind of person you are the kind of leader you are the sort of executive you are the sort of strategist you are the sort of human being you are that people are picking up the phone uh, when it's all coming down saying Tom I need some help what do you think that says a lot about you and I think it says a lot about tell me tell me a little bit about this this diversity of of The team at ProCopo Partners coming from all these interesting backgrounds and professional uh, sort of perspectives and relational perspectives. There's a real strength in that in being able to sort of, I don't know, bounce things off of and find the right and grab the tool set from here and the skill set from there and collaborate with these people. Do you find that that's a part of your normal workday?
2: I think knowing that I'm not alone is tremendous because I was alone for almost a year. Um, having that knowledge base behind me is invaluable, and the group of people that the company has brought in are one. One is, you know, they're all great. There's nobody. There's no politics. There's no. There's nothing. There's we just help each other. If you need, it, if you have a question or you have a need, you float out an email, and you quickly get ten responses. And we're all backing each other up and helping each other. Um, the company has a very good way of picking the right people to come into the group. And not everybody that they talk to comes into the group. So they're very selective on the type of personality who comes in. And Chris, I mean, you do these podcasts with a lot of, a lot of us. So you, you know, you're talking to a lot of the different people. I see them every Friday. We have a, a zoom meeting every Friday and everybody's very supportive of each other. And if I don't know something, I just ask the group
1: it's a pretty uh it's a pretty remarkable story tom mcniff from ProCFO partners i mean tom i feel like i just can't wait for our next conversation uh, you're, i'm on your wavelength and i appreciate so much where you've been and where you're headed and and what you bring to the to the table and um and your sort of place in the flywheel right of ProCFO partners and how everything works together and the dynamics of people working together and skill sets and talents and experiences and industries You represent something really special in that and really interesting and uh, grateful for your time today. Had a great, uh, great time in our conversation. Looking forward to the next one.
2: Thanks, Chris. Good good to see you again.
0: Thanks for listening. And a special thanks to our subscribers. Consider becoming one today. Visit ProCFOPartners.com and learn how we can help you build a framework for financial management and growth.